Once again, it is indeed a privilege to be with you. And I only have one thing to share, and that's the Word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. I was 35 years old before the Lord put someone in my way that knew something about the gospel. I had uh, gone through the form of religion, but I'd never heard the gospel. And when the Lord allowed me to hear it, he saved me by his grace. And I have a privilege of sharing some of that. I'm going to take for my lesson today, my message today, out of the book of Luke. Uh, Most of the time that we've been together, we've been looking at some of the miracles that the Lord did during his personal ministry. And we've been looking at them through the eyes of the gospel. And we see that as the Lord performed miracles, he's doing a physical act, but he's showing us what he does for us spiritually too. We looked at a man that had leprosy and how he healed him. And I've never been around a leper, but I know from the Bible that it is a terrible disease. But the Lord healed him by the word of his power. And leprosy so often in the scriptures is spoken of as a type of sin, a picture of sin. And it is only the Lord can deal with our sin. And we looked at a lady that had an issue of blood and she'd spent 38 years with that issue. And she'd gone to many doctors and nobody could help her. But she came and someone had told her about a man by the name of Jesus. And she understood that if she reached out and if she could just touch the hem of his garment, she would be healed. Well, the Lord was in the right place with her at the right time. And she touched him and he said, thy faith hath made thee whole. And she didn't have that issue of blood anymore. We studied about a man that was born blind, and he tried to get down into some water that he said if he could get down there when the angel stirred the water, the pool of Siloam, that if he got in first, he'd be healed. Well, he just couldn't make it because he was lame and he just was unable. And the Lord went there and without any of that stuff, he healed that man of his problem. Well, today we want to look at another person that the Lord dealt with, and it's in the book of Luke and in chapter 13. And we find a picture again of what the Lord does for his people, how he saves them. And he demonstrates that by a woman that is all bent over. Now, when I was in high school, I had a teacher by the name of Mr. Sunnyville. And I like Mr. Sunnyville. He was the auto shop teacher, he was the metal shop teacher, and he's my drafting teacher. And my wife and I went to visit him years after I graduated, and he couldn't stand up straight. And he sat down, and it was was very interesting, but he was all stooped over. He just could not straighten up. Now, I don't know why, but that's the way it was. Well, in the scriptures that we're looking at today... It tells us that Jesus, he was in a synagogue, one of the synagogues, on the Sabbath day. And he was teaching in there. Now, when the Lord was teaching, he is the only one that had the right to talk about himself. He is the Savior, and he was there teaching about himself. We find in another place that there was a man that was from Ethiopia, and he was out in the desert... And he had been up to Jerusalem for religious services. And he's reading the book of Isaiah. 
And the Lord sent him a man that knew something, knew the gospel. And this man came up to him and says, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I, unless some man show me? So Philip got up there in that chariot with him and began at the same place and preached unto him Jesus. Now that's our message. It's the message of the Savior, the Lord Jesus. His very name, when he was born, his name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So he's the Savior of sinners. Well, he is in the synagogue and is teaching, and all the Bible teaches about him. And it says, Behold, there was a woman with, that had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. And this is her infirmity. And was bowed together and could no wise lift up herself. So she was, you know, I don't know what it'd be like. I hope I don't get there. But here was a lady for 18 years that everywhere she went, she was all bent over. And she wasn't in a position that she could raise herself. And she spent this for 18 different years. Terrible affliction. But she's in the right place at the right time. Now the Bible tells us that God created man upright. Could stand erect. And he sought many devices. If we go back to the book of Genesis, we find out that God told Adam that he could eat of the fruit of the garden, all the fruit he wanted, anywhere he wanted, except for one tree. And Adam went and ate of that one tree. Now his wife ate of it too, but nothing happened. There was no darkness. There was no fall. But as soon as she handed it to her husband at his request, and he ate that fruit, he disobeyed Almighty God, and his eyes were open, and he realized that things were not like they once were. And it's a picture of being all bent over. It's a picture of us spiritually being that way. By nature, we have no good thoughts towards God, and we don't have any righteousness. You know, in order for us to go to heaven, we have to have three things happen to us. Number one, we must have sin dealt with. We are sinners by nature, practice, and choice, and we must have that dealt with. And God's the only one that can deal with it. We must have righteousness. We must have righteousness. And there's only one that can impute righteousness to us. The Bible tells us that our righteousness by nature is as filthy rags. So we need someone else's righteousness, and God gives us his righteousness. And the third thing we knew, we need is we have to have a spiritual being. We must have a spiritual being. The flesh profiteth nothing. We must be born again. So those three things must happen for us to enjoy and appreciate and be in the presence of God. And it's much like this lady that's all bent over. She can't help herself. She's going to be dependent upon someone else. Well, Jesus saw her. Now that's the wonderful thing about looking into the Bible. How often the Lord is in the exact right place at the right time. Now, why is he that way? Because he plans it that way. I wish I could be in the right place all the time at the right time. But the Lord was. He was in the right place always at the right time. He tells us with regard to visiting with a woman from Canaan that he must needs go through Samaria. Now, that was a place that most Jews would never venture but he had to go there because there was one of his lost children there at a well. And he gave her salvation. So 
this lady is in the right place at the right time. She's in the presence of Jesus. And it says, when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. Now, he's the only one that has the power of drawing us and calling us. He makes us willing in the day of his power. We don't have the ability of coming to him. He has the ability of drawing us to him. So when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Now, she didn't do anything to get that. She didn't do anything. She didn't pray about it. She didn't bow down. She didn't come to him. He did it every bit for her. Now, Jonah, Jonah was a man that had an experience that I don't want to have, but I like reading about it. Jonah was swallowed by a great fish. In the New Testament, it's called a whale. But in the meaning of it is a great fish. He was swallowed by a great fish. And in that belly of that great fish, he was shown this truth. Salvation is of the Lord. That's where all our salvation is. It's contained in him and him alone. So Jesus saw her. He called her to him. She came. He calls his people out of this world to himself. She has an infirmity she can't do anything about. She has a problem. Before I heard the gospel, I had a terrible problem. I had a sinful nature that was against and opposed to God. Even though I was pastoring a church, I didn't know the first thing about God. I heard the gospel of a Savior that actually saves people and a Redeemer that actually redeems people. All through my religious experience that God was trying to do something. But we find out from the Bible God never tried to do anything. God has always accomplished his purpose. When he wants to do something, he doesn't. He doesn't try to do anything. So it tells us here that Jesus saw her. She was a woman that had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and no wise could do anything for herself, couldn't lift herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. Now, that's what the Lord does for us spiritually. He makes us straight or right. He lifts us back up spiritually. Now, we may not have any physical infirmities, but we certainly have problems spiritually. We have problems. The Bible says that we're dead in trespasses and sin, and we need to be raised from the spirits from the dead. So he immediately raised her up. She was immediately made straight. And the next thing she did is something that every believer will do. And glorified God. She knew exactly who had taken care of her problem. And she glorified the Lord Jesus. She recognized him as more than just the son or daughter of Mary. A son of Mary and Joseph. She recognized him as God. He is the only one that could do that. Now, the religious people said, uh, 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 uh. You shouldn't do that on the Sabbath day. You know, he knew what the Sabbath was, and he knew what he was doing. But he demonstrates to us that he saves his people where he sees them, where he finds them, and he saves them by himself without anybody's help, even though it's going to disturb some people that are religious. 
The ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. You would think for a moment that they would be happy about this lady that's been bothering them for 18 years about having something happen to her. Please help me. Please help me. And when something happens, they are indignant about it. Well, that's religion. Christianity says we will rejoice with her. She was raised immediately, made straight, and she glorified God. That's what real salvation is. It is a time when God works a work in us, and we have the privilege of glorifying him like we never understood in our life. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2, I just want to read a couple of verses, and we'll be through. And I do thank you so much for your attendance today. Jeremiah, chapter 2 and verse 12 and 13. Now, he said this about Israel. In Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord, for my people. Now, he's talking about Israel. He's talking about national Israel, and he says, my people. Now, he did everything he could for them. He fed them, led them, gave them water from the rock, manna from heaven, healed them, brought them through 40 years of wandering without wearing out their clothes or their shoes. And it says, these people that I helped so much because they had the same heart they started with had no interest in me. He said, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So here we have a comparison. We have a lady that has all been over, no help, nobody could help her, nobody could straighten her back, and the Lord heals her. And now she knows where real water is. That's in Christ. And then we have another group saying, you know, I have these cisterns, this religion, but it can't hold any water, and it cannot honor God. So there's where we are. We have two places, in Christ or out of Christ, serving God or not serving God, or being raised to newness of life, or being in our old life. We'll stop there, and I'd like to sing one more song before we go, and that's number 60.